You're listening to Bachelor to Boyfriend, the podcast that teaches you how to manage your mind so you can show up as the best version of yourself around women. And now your host, certified dating and intimacy coach for men, Erica Davian. Hey guys, how are you? I am doing just great. Last night, I went to Ecstatic Dance, which, in case you're not familiar with it, is just a kind of free-form dance. So in lots of cities all around the world, there are ecstatic dance groups where people meet up and dance, but in a way that is almost as though it's some kind of spiritual practice. And so for me, I find it really energizing. It helps me reflect on my life and what's happening. And last night, I just had such a great dance. I felt so alive. I felt a deep connection with the music, and it was just the best. And so let this be your reminder to build in something that is nourishing to you this week, whatever that is, if that's playing a game or taking a walk or just making some time to read a book, something like that. I'm always amazed at how when I forget to build these kinds of experiences into my life, how much I I miss them. We live in such an age of distraction. And, and so this is just such a good reminder that these are the things that fuel us, that we work to live, not live to work. So in case you needed a reminder to do something good for yourself, to build that into your schedule this week, let this be your reminder right now. So what are we talking about today? We're talking about thought work, which in case you are new to my work, to this podcast, thought work is when we use coaching tools to take a look at what's going on in our brain to, one, better understand ourselves and why we're, we have the results in our lives that we do, but then, two, we do the thought work in order to shift what's going on in our brains on the inside so that we can create the results we really want on the outside. and so. Today's episode is really dedicated to one major misconception that a lot of people have around thought work. And that is that people start doing thought work and often think that feeling positive is the goal. And I don't think this is the case at all. In fact, I believe that life is 50 50, that we are meant to have some positive, some negative emotions. And that feeling happy, despite what a lot of spiritual texts and gurus tell us and advertisements, I don't think that being happy 100% of the time is the goal in life. I think the wide range of emotions that are available to us are what create a richness in our lives. There are things and times that we purposefully want to feel an uncomfortable emotion around. Things like grief and anger and sometimes even resentment. So I can understand why someone might think that once they start doing thought work, that the goal is to then be happy 100% of the time. I can see why that might come up in someone's mind, because I teach that we have thoughts in our minds and that those thoughts, the thoughts we choose to repeat to ourselves over and over, ultimately create our feelings. Our feelings fuel our actions. 
and our actions create our results. And so the question that often comes up is, hey, Erica, if our thoughts are what create our feelings, then I just want to choose the thoughts that are going to help me feel happy all of the time. And another way of looking at that is sometimes I've had people say, if my thoughts create my feelings, that means that I could be happy at any moment. And therefore, I should choose thoughts that are going to create that happy feeling for me. And I wanted to create this episode to clear some of this up because, my dear, I wouldn't want that for you, even if it were possible. So, yeah, we could choose thoughts that might make you feel happy. You could work to believe those thoughts, even about something it was otherwise difficult to feel happy about. But here's why I wouldn't want that for you 100% of the time, even if it were possible. Because if you were living your life feeling happy all of the time, then there wouldn't be any contrast in life. It would be like eating sweets all of the time and never eating your spinach, (laughs) never eating the nourishing foods that really sustain your body. So when you are just feeling happy all of the time, then your life starts to lack some of the richness that disappointment brings. When you really go after something that you want and it's hard and you get it, There's a certain sense of satisfaction in that, but it took going through some of the disappointment to get there. If you were just feeling deliciously happy all of the time, then you wouldn't find beauty in grief. Happiness is a wonderful feeling to experience, and it's nourishing in its own way, right? It feels good in our bodies to experience that happiness. But other emotions are nourishing as well. It's sort of like eating your spinach or taking your vitamins, that these other emotions also come with things that we really need and important information. So take an emotion like grief, which I really see as being a messenger of what's important to us. I see grief and joy as being flip sides of the same coin, in fact, that the more joy I feel, which is different from happiness, the more joy I feel, I also realize the greater grief that I can feel because it's like the higher up I am, the the farther I can fall. And so that grief really shows me, wow, this thing that I'm grieving, that I'm feeling this loss around was really important to me. And it shows me what I value. And even though that might be an uncomfortable feeling to sit with, it is telling me something valuable that I wouldn't have learned if I had just been feeling happy all of the time. And the other reason why I wouldn't want you to feel happy all of the time, even if it were possible, is that it would take away from your human experience and your ability to relate to others. Because we're all in this human experience where we're all experiencing this range of human emotions at all times. And if you were the only one feeling happy all of the time, then it might make it difficult for you to 
relate to what other people are going through. I think having this wide palette of colors to to pull from, this wide palette of emotions is what allows you to be able to understand what somebody else is going through. But then from a coaching perspective, really the biggest reason why I wouldn't want you to feel happy all of the time is because happy isn't always going to be the most appropriate or best emotional fuel for whatever actions you want to take in your life. So remember what I said before, I teach that our thoughts create our feelings. Those feelings then fuel the actions that we take in our lives. And then those actions are what create our results. And so choosing the appropriate emotion to fuel whatever kind of actions you want to take is really important. So some examples of times when happy really isn't the best emotional fuel. Things like, let's say you're at work and you're working under a deadline. Feeling happy the whole time might not be the feeling that's going to help you get that done on time. Or what about in relationships if someone is hurt? Do you want to be feeling happy in that moment? Probably not. Or if you have a weight loss goal and you want to, say, lose 20 pounds over the next six months, why would you lose weight if you were already feeling happy? Happy is probably how you want to feel on the other side of losing that weight. Or what about money? You're trying to figure out how to make more money in your life. Or in dating, let's say that you're in a situation with a boundary violation of some kind. These are all probably situations where you really don't want to feel happy. Where happy isn't going to get you what you want. And this is where I think the distinction that another coach that I admire makes where she talks about the difference between positive mindset and effective mindset. And this is by Simone Grace Soul. She's the one who sort of made this distinction in my mind. And so positive mindset is often where people think we should be going with thought work is that, hey, if I can feel happy, then I should feel happy. If I can change my thoughts in a way that make me feel happy, then therefore I should feel happy. But that's not what we're here to do. Instead, we want to think about what's going to be the most effective mindset. What is the result that you really want to create? And so with this, we actually want to work our way backwards. We want to think about what is the result that I want to create and what are some of the actions that I'm going to have to do in order to get there? What actions will I have to take? And then choose the appropriate emotion to fuel those actions. And often, feeling happy isn't going to be the best emotional fuel. And so I don't want you to ask just how do I want to feel, but rather what emotion will be the best fuel for the kinds of actions I want to take. So let's come back to some of these examples where happy probably isn't the best emotional fuel. So things like at work, let's say you're working under a deadline. What are some of the things that you're going to need to do in order to meet that deadline? You might have to send 10 emails and you might need to do this number of tasks and you might need to work quickly in order to do all of these things. And so if you were just kind of kicking back, feeling happy, 
that's probably not going to be the right kind of emotional fuel, right? The positive mindset isn't going to get you what you want. You want to think more about that effective mindset. And in order to do those things, you might want to stay to be feeling really focused rather than happy. Or in thinking of relationships, let's say that someone is hurt. Again, not a super appropriate moment for you to just be feeling happy in the face of their hurt and upset. And so if the way that you want to show up is is you want to do things like ask questions, slow down, make eye contact, listen intently to what they have to say, then rather than feeling happy, you might want to deliberately feel concerned, for example. Or let's say that you have a weight loss goal, and in order to create the results of, say, losing 20 pounds in six months, then what are some of the things that you would need to do in order to make that happen? You might need to make sure that you are exercising three times a week and getting adequate sleep by going to get to bed on time and turning down sweets, making a plan instead for when you're going to give yourself treats, things like that. And so happiness Just feeling happy probably isn't going to be enough to fuel those kinds of actions. If you're feeling happy, then why would you turn down that sweet that someone offered you? And so instead, you might want to think about how would you need to feel in order to do all of those things, to get up and get out exercising and make sure you go to bed on time and turn down the sweets. Maybe feeling something more like determined or purposeful or motivated would be important. Similarly, let's think about an example of money. Like, let's say you wanted to figure out how to make more money. And again, if you were feeling happy, why go out and make more money? And so if that was really your goal, that you wanted to figure that out, and you'd never done that before, then you might want to be thinking in a way that has you feeling curious or creative. And in dating, let's say that there's some kind of boundary violation that the woman you've been seeing does something that you're really not okay with. Again, not a moment you want to feel happy about. You want to think instead about being effective in that moment. And so it might be more important to feel angry or balanced or firm. Something that's going to allow you to make it clear that a line was crossed and that you're not okay with it. So I hope you can see now that even if you could, even if it were possible to be happy 100% of the time, I would still never wish that for you. And please don't misunderstand me when I talk about doing thought work and how it is possible to change the way that we feel and that it is possible for us to feel a certain way on purpose through how we're thinking, through how we are thinking about our lives and our circumstances. While all of that is true, that's not to say that we want to change our thinking in order to feel happy 100% of the time. There are times where other emotions are actually going to take us in the direction that we want to go, where other emotions are part of the process and that we know that we need to feel it and we just need to be willing to feel that. And so the next time that you're thinking about, 
well, how do I want to feel in this situation? Think about which kind of feeling is going to be the most supportive, the most nourishing for whatever actions you want to take in order to create the results you want to make. Always such a pleasure talking to you, my friend. I hope this was helpful, and I will talk to you next week. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, you have to come check out Bachelor to Boyfriend, the program. It's 12 weeks of one-on-one coaching with yours truly to help you finally move past the internal barriers between you and the relationship you want to create. Check it out at ericadavian.com. That's Erica with a K. And if you're curious, make sure to get your name on my mailing list so I can tell you next time doors open. My newsletter is my favorite way to connect with you all, and I respond to every email I receive. I can't wait to see you there.